0: From 89.7 wuwm milwaukee's npr this is the chancellor's report featuring mark monet chancellor of the university of wisconsin milwaukee here's your host wuwm general manager john hess
1: welcome to the uwm chancellor's report i'm your host wuwm's general manager john hess on today's program i'll talk with chancellor mark monet and guest Dr. Eve Hall, President and CEO, Milwaukee Urban League, Nancy Hernandez, President, Hispanic Collaborative, and Dr. Vicki Martin, President, Milwaukee Area Technical College. We'll be discussing access and equity in Milwaukee and the challenges and opportunities of serving the citizens of the largest, most diverse urban hub in Wisconsin. We'll also get updates to Black and Hispanic well-being indexes in the city and explore the current actions and partnerships underway to increase access and equity with the Milwaukee Urban League the Hispanic Collaborative, and the Milwaukee Area Technical College and UW-Milwaukee. Thank you so much all for joining me today. Uh, It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Um, Chancellor, I wanted to talk with you uh, and start with you first. Tell us uh, how the four of you know one another and how you work together.
2: Well, thank you, John. It's a pleasure to be here, and it's certainly an honor to have our esteemed guests on the program today. We work, and, and the most direct answer to that question is we work together in the Higher Ed Regional Alliance. We recognize that um, we need to have better alignment uh, between what employers need and uh, also what what our, our higher ed uh, uh, education institutions are providing. And uh, we also are leaving a lot of people behind. So we approached with a strong equity lens, a number of, of areas uh, that we can work on together. And that includes the work of all 18 higher ed Uh, institutions in the region, as well as 11 partner organizations that include uh, two of our leading uh, organizations, the Milwaukee Urban League and the Hispanic Collaborative. We recognize that um, if we cannot bring everybody forward uh, with an equity lens, we are going to um, not be as strong uh, as an economy, but there's also a moral imperative that we're working to address. So, there's a number of goals you'll hear about, but that's kind of the, the initial answer to
1: that question and um let's let's follow up uh, dr hall talk talk a little bit a little bit about your work with this partnership and and how you've gotten to know each other and how comfortable you feel working together
3: well first of all you know i've just um, completed my tenure on the board of regents um, that really gave me a first-hand look at what's happening around our state with our chancellors that also gave me an opportunity to get to know chancellor moni um, on a very personal level and 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 learning about his genuine commitment um, and his willingness to make a stand on equity and equality issues for the campus um, that makes a big difference for me because we have to have individuals like um, chancellor Money in these roles, um, being outspoken and not fearful of taking a stand where sometimes he may be alone. Um, Nancy, I have known her, you know, kind of more from a distance, just respected her um, for her work as an entrepreneur. But most importantly, as of late, just her focus on collaboration for black and brown communities, her constant, um, you know, march on the equity and equality lens and just challenging this community, both locally, regionally and statewide on what must happen for our communities. Uh, Vicki Martin, I've known her as well, um, you know, through my work on the Board of Regents because I was part of the, um, the tech board. So also watching her um, leadership with MATC and the, her whole focus around the scholarships and additional support for, um, you know, those who are, are challenged.
1: Great. Thank you. Nancy, uh, tell us a little bit about how you got to be part of this collaboration, too.
4: Well, John, the first thing I'll say is it wasn't because of my title, because I'm the only non-doctor in this group apparently right now. <laughs> so um, so I'll share that at first, but, uh, but I, I chuckle a little bit about it. Um, so I've had the pleasure of knowing many of these folks um, it, through a variety of different organizations and civic efforts that we've been a part of. I will say uh, getting a chance to work with uh, Dr. Moni and Dr. Martin on uh, specifically on HERA and some of the initiatives is wonderful to see, you know, as, as uh, Dr. Hall talked about, I am, I'm very passionate about this city and I'm very passionate about this region. And I think that the work that HERA is doing is imperative and um, so their goals are, you know, I applaud them for, putting their goals out there, but I also applaud them for understanding that having organizations like the Hispanic Collaborative and the Urban League and other community groups present as part of that group is necessary to the work. So um, that's a a wonderful step that I I hope that many organizations follow suit and uh, get closer to the communities that we're trying to affect um, because they have to be a part of that we so um i will say dr martin was one of the very first to embrace the hispanic collaborative so it's wonderful um to uh, get a chance
1: to work with her on here as well and and dr martin talk a little bit about that uh working with the hispanic collaborative and also just how you got to be involved in this partnership too
0: sure um thanks so much it's really a pleasure to be here today Um, i'll I'll start with uh, mark our our relationship started when uh, he became chancellor and i became president and we sat down with the um, superintendent of Milwaukee Public Schools, and we talked about our vision for the city and what we, what our dreams and our hopes were for our students in terms of their success and the difference we could make by working together and to create better pathways for them uh, to success. When we looked at our three institutions, we had 170,000 students between the three of us and thought we could really make a difference, uh, especially for our students of color. Um, so it's been a pleasure working with him since. Then, not only on M cubed, but on, on other partnerships, including Hera and and others as well, and um, and Dr. Hall. Um, just a stellar leader um, with the Urban League and uh, one of our community based organizations. Uh, I think we could do so much more together um, we both have the vision and the will. We just need to get our folks together to do more so that we have better pathways uh, working together. Uh, she was she was a great uh, member of our state board for the Wisconsin Technical College system and uh, supported us um, along the way. And then um, with Nancy, just great working with MMAC and then that was our first conversation around the hispanic collaborative because uh, we are certainly um, hoping to become a hispanic serving institution so um, we've signed up uh, for for that initiative and that goal um, to a- increase the leaders um, in in this area and so we're, we're really proud of that and um, and working together with hera is is just a joy
1: thank you um, Dr. Hall, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, looking at the updates to the African-American and Hispanic well-being reports, and and Nancy will follow up after Dr. Hall's answers. There continues to be concerning findings, and from your perspective, what are the main issues contributing to the unwanted continuation of what we see are some disturbing trends?
3: Um, You know, we constantly have the same conversation over and over again. At the core for me, um, I still believe that there is not enough of a willingness to break through a lot of these barriers, which quite frankly, stem often from race um, and economics. I, I don't believe that there is still enough heartfelt realization, guts and courage to truly accept the fact that the city, county, and state is not going to move anywhere for very long unless black and brown individuals are part of the economic driving economy of this region. Yeah.
1: And Nancy, do you want to follow up on that, uh, on, on what Dr. Hall said at all in terms of anything else to add?
4: I will echo what uh, Dr. Hall is saying on this. One of the variables I think that's important for us to look at, especially as as we talk about education in our community, is You know, the male unemployment between 20 and 24 was one of two variables only where we saw a drop in outcomes as we've we have now uh, crunched our index two different times. Um, And that speaks to the imperative of a strong K-12 education Mm -hmm. system. Are we preparing our high school graduates to be in a position to successfully navigate a four-year program or a two-year program or technical training that leads into strong careers. So in um, our K-12 system right now are majority students of color, and we can't have these students graduating with plans to continue into a program where their first steps are remedial coursework to catch up, and, and that's even on their own dime. So before COVID hit um, we were ready to unpack those numbers, and I fear COVID has made the situation worse, causing more financial upheaval and more roadblocks on the way to black and brown upward mobility. And uh, certainly the college pipeline has a loss right now of about 20 to 30% um, from uh, of Latinos, and, and I believe African-Americans as well, on that current college pipeline where their financial equations um, have put a roadblock in either their plans for the fall or their um, their college course as it sits today.
1: Dr. Martin, I'm going to turn to you, your organizations. One of the most important for advancing equity in Milwaukee, and there's no shortage of challenges and opportunities to address with disparities in education and talent availability, education and health, et cetera. Tell us a little bit about how you're addressing these, and then Chancellor Monet will turn to you to talk about the UWM perspective.
0: Okay, well, um, my top priority is to eliminate equity gaps in higher education. And it's especially meaningful as an institution where 57% of our students are students of color. Um, Along with UW-Milwaukee, UW-Parkside, and Carthage College, and of course that's part of HERA, we actually were selected as the first in the country to join the Moonshot for Equity initiative that's actually committed to to just eliminating those gaps by 2030 and that ultimately means graduating more students of color and moonshot builds on other equity efforts that we are currently having at metc including um, bringing in the nationally recognized guided pathways framework, uh, which really is focused in on retention and eliminating uh, those equity gaps as well uh, through Achieving the Dream, which is another organization that really has that as its main focus. Um, it really builds on access where we were trying to really attract more first generation, economically disadvantaged students to come to our METC Promise Program, by providing free tuition for students um, uh, through this partnership with um, with business and industry and and other folks so that These students could have the ability to go to college and to have the expectation they could afford college. 75% of nearly those 2,000 students that we've served through the Promise program are students of color. And what we're finding is they're earning higher grade point averages and are being retained at a higher rate than students who are not part of the Promise program. That's because we realized access wasn't enough, that we had to do a lot more to retain those students and, and to really keep them. And we found that housing, for example, and that's why we're doing the Westtown green um affordable housing project and the old journal sentinel building because we believe stable housing is really key we also know that uh, food insecurity for our students is is something that has prevented them from coming so we're, we're working with um, our community partners on that to make sure that our students have enough uh, food uh, mental health is is an issue across this country for for students we want to make sure that they have the the health and the mental health um Uh, access that and resources that they need in our community. And that's why working with our community partners is really critical. We've just hired our first um, chief diversity, equity, and inclusion officer, and and she's starting our president's task force for DEI at our college. Um, We are looking at all of our HR processes, and and this is where um, Nancy and her initiative, we're looking at our hiring, promotions, job descriptions. Uh, We're training, our diverse teams on bias, all, and we're looking at all policies through an equity lens. And as educational leaders, we really need to continue to be self-reflective and and and, and growth-minded, equity-mindedness, building that culture of equity and inclusion, uh, which actively supports racially and ethnically. Um, and, minoritized students on their path to success is really critical. And that's what the moonshot for equity really looks at. It looks at those fundamentals, understanding the role of race, identity, equity, and with the role it plays in higher education all of us have really got to look at that that holistic student experience I talked about it's not just about going to classes it's all those other support services they need Um, do we have a link to our strategic plan on goals and then the leadership is so important making sure that we're we're race conscious identity conscious and prepare for those moments of crisis and work with other regional experts on these equity challenges. And that's what we're trying to do um, with with Eve and um, with Mark and with others. And if you can just imagine all of the leaders working together focused in on the exact same thing, we could really, I think, move the needle.
1: Chancellor Mona, you want to kind of piggyback on that and talk a little bit about what UWM is doing, and I think even today at our town hall meeting, one of the things we heard a lot about was mental health and being able to support uh, both students, staff, in their uh, challenging mental health uh, roles right now that they're uh, it, that they're encountering uh, due to all the things going on right now.
2: Yeah, there's so much here. Um, <laughs> I'd like to say, uh, with respect to what Vicky. Uh, just said, that's, you know, everything she said, you know, the mirror. And I'll try not to repeat a lot of that because it really does um, show the parallel work that we're doing uh, together in so many ways. But I want to really put this all in perspective and then give you some specific examples of what we're doing. Um, First, going back to what Dr. Hall and Nancy talked about, the issues facing our community as well-documented and what we've been tracking for some time, I think we'd really been heading uh, in some, some positive ways in terms of partnerships and the pandemic came along. And it just really uh, challenged us. And, and that's why I'm so proud of the commitment that we've all made to staff and stand up and put resources into so many of the initiatives, the types of things that Dr. Martin described and, and, and really focusing on these areas. My view, my fundamental belief is that we have these two twin engines. They're called education and employment. And if we can get those right, if we can get more people successfully, not just graduating from K-12, but graduating with strength and vigor academically, that they can go on into STEM fields, or they can go in and have great fields in management, or engineering, or, or, or healthcare. They can become the nurses, they can become the doctors, they can become engineers. It's that, it's that distinction, starting with K-12, and working into higher ed and those transfer linkages. And that's why M-cubed and HERA are critically important. It's those linkages. But the other piece is the employment. And to Dr. Hall's point, this is where the region of choice and that kind of commitment, and where both MATC and UWM have stood up and said, we're gonna have 25% more leaders of color in five years. And now it's four years and we're making great progress. We're gonna have 15% of our workforce that is more diverse in, and again, another four years, we're putting those metrics out. We're saying, here's the progress that we're making. We're changing our hiring practices. We're aligning our diversity, equity, and inclusion frameworks. We're promoting individuals of color. We're looking at talent and development pathways. Those are critical, but it's a twin engine. And I think that then when you talk about home ownership, you talk about incarceration rates, healthcare care outcomes, longevity, neighborhood uh, revitalization. Those things move a lot easier if we have education as a foundation and employment mirroring that. Higher Ed Regional Alliance, the three goals. Number one, college completion. We have helped move this region up in measurable ways. We haven't hit double digits yet. We've only been working together for a few years. And that's another point. This stuff doesn't change overnight, which should give us all even more urgency. That's what concerns me. To Dr. Hall's point. We do need reckoning. We do need public statements and we need to hold each other much more accountable and really have visibility with respect to leadership to, to, to make uh, these big steps forward. Um, so the types of partnerships, M-cubed, higher Ed regional alliance, the region of choice, what, what the MMAC is helping lead and uh, specifically how that's being reinforced by the Hispanic Collaborative, Milwaukee Urban League. If you look at the websites of these organizations, look at the things uh, that are happening We're not doing enough i'll tell you that right now we are not doing enough but it's great to have what we have in place and we need to to absolutely build on that Um, i want to touch real briefly on the uh, moonshot for equity this is a huge commitment and it's wonderful to see and it builds on the success that we've had we were the first region competing with 43 others to get additional outside funds and people should know that this is a major undertaking with the Education Advisory Board to bring $25 million to different regions across the country that are committed to closing equity gaps. We wanna be able to say, if you start at MATC, if you start at UW-Milwaukee, Carthage or Parkside, you are going to finish with a degree and we're gonna really uh, help, help move uh, the, the needles forward. I think it's just deplorable how we have such an overrepresentation in this community of individuals of color at occupations under 40,000. And the only way we're going to get more people to higher income levels is to have two and four-year degrees. It's that simple. The degree is the pass. It's the pass key to, to really change lives and change this community. So that's just a, a quick uh, overview of some of the things we're doing. I could go into more detail, but <laughs> that's enough on that
1: you know you, you you you've all kind of talked a little bit about the moonshot for equity and 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 I want to just circle back on on something that Dr. Hall said earlier um, talk a little bit about the goals and the metrics and how do you hold especially city county community leaders elected officials accountable to these goals and metrics so that actual change can, can happen. Basically, actual systemic change can happen. So, Dr. Hall, I want to talk a little bit to you about that. How do you hold elected officials to their feet to the fire, so, so to speak, to meet these goals and metrics so that change can actually happen?
3: So a couple of things I would say, Um, you know, first it's regular dialogue. So we need to keep coming back to the table to review where we are. So we don't wait for a year or two years. But if it's every couple of months, if it's quarterly to see where we are, are we moving the needle? If we're not, what do we need to do differently? Um, And then secondly, you know, a lot of decisions are made on who you vote for. So I think we have to continue to look at the power of the vote. Um, that if you are holding an office and these are promises that you've made, um, then we have to hold people to what they've said. And if they don't, then we have to make those kind of decisions um, at the ballot box. Um, those, to me, are kind of two basic things. Um, you know, collaboration, which has been mentioned really by, you know, Nancy, Mark and Vicki, um, is really important. and that's collaboration with our elected officials um, along with the collaboration that we have between each other as nonprofits to hold each other accountable. because we can all do more. You know none of us are perfect. There are gaps that we have here as we keep you know trying to be better as an organization. Um, but I think if we all know that we, we are truly in this together um, for a, a better Milwaukee and, and Wisconsin, um, that that's the way that we begin that type
1: of discussion. Nancy, I want to turn to you because uh, we're we're getting a little bit short on time. But I want to I want to ask, and I want to start with you. Is really tell me, as a, as as a if you were to talk to a newcomer about Milwaukee, what would you say are Milwaukee's strengths?
4: Um, I think Milwaukee's strengths lie in our innovation, lie in our perseverance, lie in our work ethic, lie in our diversity. Um, I think we can put all four of those things together and working forward to address this, uh, the issues that we're talking about today. It just takes a little bit of unpacking business as usual of intentionality, um, of understanding that we can't keep doing things the same and, and um, expecting different results. We're going to get the same results. Um, but, but Milwaukee's strengths definitely lie in those four things. We, th- we see it in industry. We see it in the people. And we see it in our organizations. And um, I, I, I double down on Milwaukee, and I still encourage everybody else to as, as well, regardless of what color they are.
1: Dr. Hall, anything?
3: You know, I don't know what else to add um, with what Nancy just said. I I would agree, you know, oftentimes, even though the picture can be bleak and we need to deal with the realities, there's still so much for us to work within our city. And I think even our ability to have this type of a call, um, we have an ability in uh, Milwaukee to connect with leaders um, pretty easily compared to some of the other communities, and there is a willingness, no matter what the issue is, um, for people to come to the table and take a shot at finding you know ways to make a difference and do things different.
1: And and uh, Dr. Martin,
0: so yes, um, just adding on, um, I think that we have a rich history that we should honor but we should also uh, look at ways to move forward together uh, and rewrite our history a little bit differently have that vision together of what we want to see um, what we expect um, from the community uh, that we all uh, love and and work so hard for uh, because um, the future is really um, on all of us and I, i think by coming together and to and to, to do the work and, and to talk together and to see the future the same way together, um, I know that um, the hardworking aspect is also uh, our love of our community and wanting to see it be so much better and, um, and to change all of those statistics about our community and make it so much better uh, for everyone um, who lives and works and
2: learns
1: here. Chancellor, you've got the final word.
2: Well, I'll be brief. I know we're over time here. I, I have to say, um, this community's got grit and I really admire that about it. And people that really do want to, to um, bring what I consider to be oftentimes the two Milwaukees together. And I've never heard more people uh, standing up. I've never seen more uh, collaboration driving toward this and i think the pandemic may have a silver lining because it's made people recognize from a social consciousness as we see a number of things that have played out in the last year or two um, just really how significant and serious the issues are and there's uh, great commitment and and uh, uh, positive momentum, we need to build on that, we need to do much more. So I'm optimistic and very confident, frankly, that we're gonna see a lot of the different leaders that have been referred to here uh, come together and, and really put forward some bold things. Um, and I'll certainly um, join my colleagues here in, in working toward that. And I'm so appreciative, uh, Dr. Hall, Dr. Martin, and Eve, for you being able to join us, Nancy, uh, to be able to join us.
1: Thank you. I I do appreciate it. Today, we've been talking with Chancellor Mark Monet and guest Dr. Eve Hall, President and CEO of the Milwaukee Urban League, Nancy Hernandez, President of the Hispanic Collaborative, and Dr. Vicki Martin, President of the Milwaukee Area Technical College. Once again, I echo what uh, Chancellor Monet said. Thanks to you all for being here today, and I'm WUWM's General Manager, John Hess. Thank you, as always, for listening. You've been listening to The Chancellor's Report, featuring Mark Monet,
0: Chancellor of the University of Wisconsin-Milwaukee. If you'd like more information, go to uwm.edu chancellor.